Bigger tournaments, better prices, best community. Paragon City Games, where heroes play. It's time. Time to power up. Power up. Autobots, roll out. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Let's get ready to rumble! And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. And welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where Scott is here. Finally, and I am McKay here an hour early, an hour early, <laughs> and McKay brought a giant box of jelly, jelly bellies. bellies, and McKay, yeah, why? Because <laughs> there's really like 500 of them, and I'm not going to eat them all by myself. So, quick poll: engage on social media. Does anybody actually like jelly bellies, or have we just been conditioned to eat them since children? I'm going to go with that one. I since don't feel like they weren't around when I was a kid, that's well, easy. it's just like I mean, jelly, jelly beans. beans oh, jelly beans! It's the yeah. same thing. You know, I just can't eat jelly beans after that weird uh, Easter movie called Hop. Oh, oh yeah, because the Easter Bunny poops. It's funny. Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep, it's yep, just yep, like yep. cupcakes. I can no longer eat those after the wonderful movie that is Trolls, Still because they fart. Either. They fart, yep. glitter, and poop cupcakes. That's, well, that's, that's fantastic. Disgusting. That's fantastic. For the record, before the whole bunny poop jelly yeah. beans thing, like I'm just gonna go out on a limb. I still love jelly beans, and jelly bellies are still like the 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 gourmet jelly bean to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Until those stupid beanie bops and bamboozled came out. Now I can't bring myself to eating them just because because those know, ones have like vomit and dirty diaper vomit, flavors. Vomit. They've got booger flavor. And I wish I wish I was joking. I wish I was joking. There is literally a vomit and a booger flavor. And I, yep, they got it. Dead on. <laughs> and people I, love not these, since huh? I was like four have I tried that. And I'm telling you right now, dead on. Oh, and then there are others. Uh, what is it like? Rotten egg. That was mm. a great one. Yeah. Um, I will admit, though, during the last game, like I was so terrified of eating the last final one mm-hmm. that I just tucked it into my mouth you and didn't cheated? buy it. I cheated. You're a you have to eat these for a game? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's Russian. Like I a will Russian bring roulette. it. I have one like more bag, and I will bring it for the next next show next week. Oh, wow. wait, you're gone. I think that's I am gone, so yes! It's just giving them to the other person watching their horrible expression. I think that's the point of it. That's the point of it. Until it backfires and you get the I know, the then you get the crap one right now. And then you're like, oh. No, it's not so fun anymore. Yeah, aren't the blueberries great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the toothpaste is a breeze compared to some of those flavors. Yeah. And then, like, the black. Like, the black jelly beans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? The black jelly beans are, like, black licorice, mm-hmm. and then... Not tar. What is it? I don't remember. But it's like gross and gross. It's like you lose. You lose both ways. So. And all the black licorice people are now offensively typing in the comments. (laughs) How dare you, sir? How dare? I will will take on every black licorice person. All three of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just have to wonder 
who came up with the idea of making jelly beans, which are supposed to be sweet, yummy candy, into vomit or diapers? That's what I was going to say. Was Harry Potter? Is it because of Harry Potter? I saw it. Was the Birdie Bots every flavored beans? And it's like, "Mm, earwax. And Dumbledore was like, that was delicious. Like, that's disgusting. I just wonder if it's one of those post rejection edits that she did where she's like, nobody's going to read this anyway. (laughs) Invented a whole candy line. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful things. Torturing people all over. Hey, hey, side note. I just finished the first and second book. So proud. Awesome. So now you know who Peeves is. I know. I can't believe they kept him out of the movies. The whole, every movie. And he's in every book. It's he's so sad. Like, he's a big deal. Yeah, yep. He's a poltergeist. Is he? <laughs> I should. I love. I is like he a he big is. deal? I feel like he is. Yes. Is he, he's a bigger presence in all the books. Okay. So he's this like, this is how this is how you make the decision. We go off on Does he do anything <laughs> that affects the overall story arc of defeating Voldemort? I think so. Don't him and Nearly Headless Nick show up at the end and the ghosts help defeat Voldemort? I'm pretty sure they do. I haven't read the seventh book since it came out. I haven't. But read I'm pretty it at sure all, I remember so. both of them coming and helping stop them in that final battle scene. Mm. And I mean, okay, they did it without it. That's fine. But the fact that they've been there the whole time and then just yeah. not general yeah. postmortem spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when did that come out? 2008, probably. That was a while ago. One? Everybody should have read it by now. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Even me, I read the last chapter. First chapter and last chapter. Oh, but now I'm going through and I'm reading all the books. Mm. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. So. so, now that we're about four minutes into the show, we're going to introduce Alton. Yay! You've, you've probably heard Alton's voice here and there. He's been on a show before. He's I, actually helped with other shows. But funny enough, we went to do a show... And Alton was the main guest, but kind of got overran by the fact we had Bob Defendi here, Tracy Hickman, and several others. And we were supposed to be talking about Paragon City Games. So, so I got to I got to interrupt you really quick. Yeah, go ahead. So, first off, I have to tell this story because it it is my undying shame. Yes, go for it. But secondarily, uh, he's actually been pronouncing my name wrong the entire time. Oh, have I? Yep. What? Alton. Is it Alton? Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, Alton. <laughs> It's We've okay. been here Alton. for like six months. <laughs> you know his name? Hey, it's okay. Well, thanks, Alton. Well, I'm sorry. See, now we can equally share in the shame of what happened. Alton. We can call you Don now for so a while. Now, since we're, we're in Utah, and the T's like in mountain. Oh, yeah. Mountain, Alton. Alton. Is that, is that permissible or is oh, that yeah. offensive? And no, no, to I'm you? totally fine with it. And all the time, anytime I'm on the phone and somebody asks me how I pronounce my name, they go, oh, Alton? Oh. That's the only one that bothers me because there's no second A in there. Alaton? Why don't yeah. they just say Alation? Like that's, that's I, I don't know. Weird. Because I think I think that I sometimes jump into the Utonics accent a little bit and I say Alton, mm-hmm. and then they're like they hear the A and they're like oh Alaton. Right. No. Well, I, I anyway. apologize. I, that's probably where it slipped in. So Alten. So at any rate, Dan Alten. It's better than Alden. Dan very yep. very politely a couple like of months three ago. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So Dan, very politely a couple of months ago, invited me onto the show. And I was under the impression that we were just doing a quick little spot for Paragon City. I wasn't aware that we had an entire episode devoted to us. So if you go back and listen to that episode, you will hear me giving a lot of these little one-liney quip type things. I'm actually a very verbose person. So I've been begging and pleading for Daniel to allow me to come on and redeem myself for the last couple of months. So thank you, Dan. Thank you, Scott, and everybody else. Uh, I'm glad to be back. And now, look at that. We're going to talk about Paragon City. Oh, hey. I thought we were out of time. And we're out of time. Oh, that was fast. No, just kidding. Jelly beans, poltergeists, and the real heroes of Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and the quick uh, oh, and how, explanation how of the story. How to pronounce 
Alta. 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 See, but actually, believe it or not, I do have a good segue. Because Paragon City Games is where heroes play. Yes. Villains are allowed to play uh, here, okay, cool. too, as long as they play by the rules. Them's, them's the that's best. what villains are now that, to do. Now, now that's a question. <laughs> Whose rules? Because villains believe they're following the rules. Uh, some villains some do. Villains, yeah. <laughs> some, most villains, most villains find their own set of rules. Basically, so you go back to that mm-hmm. whole D and D perfect alignment yep. of chaotic and anyway, and so you have the lawful evil people yep. who have their own internal rule set. Yep. And then you have the chaotic people evil, who basically just say, as long as a rule isn't in my way, who cares? But the moment that it's in my way, it's out the door. But even that's a rule. Yeah. Master Bruce, some people just want to watch the world burn. It's entirely fair. Now, here we want to build something better, and that's the big trick with Paragon City. So one of the reasons, and this is a little bit of backstory, and maybe Dan will have a little more insight into this, but one of the reasons that Dungeon Crawler Radio, we've invited you guys to be here, and we're so grateful that you're here, is because we believe that all of geekdom is wildly, wildly creative. We believe that people have a lot of internal things that they want to create, a lot of things that they want to do with themselves, with their lives, and with the things that they love, whether you're a Star Wars or a Star Trek fan, whether you're Harry Potter, Doctor Who, anything else, and especially if you love games, there's a space for everybody. And so as part of that, we identified kind of four main things that stood in the way for people to be creative. The first is I don't have a dedicated space that I can use. And we're sitting in Pendlehaven Studios, right? That was one of the things that we could provide. The second is I don't have good enough equipment to be able to do it. One of the things that we do with Pendlehaven Studios, we do rent it out for private parties and for people to come and create their own content, things like that. But 100% of the proceeds that we pull out of this room go back into the room to be able to upgrade equipment, to be able to put nice uh, sound dampening on the walls and things like that. And those will be coming over the next couple of weeks, so keep listening, audiophiles. And uh, so because of that, that's something that we can build. The third is I don't have a mentor or somebody who can help me learn how to do what I want to do. And Dungeon Crawler Radio is an excellent example of one of those mentors that we want to bring into the space. Because, and you guys have already started to interact with some of the people in the community. It creates an opportunity for people to be able to take that first step and get excited about the things that they're passionate about. And then the fourth thing is I don't have somebody who can help me take the next step or get my name out there. And that's something that Paragon City wants to do. Really exciting thing. We're in the process of launching our website right now, paragoncitygames.com. Um, and as part of that, we're going to be featuring Dungeon Callers Radio and a number of other uh, media content creators. And that's going to happen for the duration of our life because we believe that if we can help other people create and help other people rise to that level of greatness, that the community is going to create amazing, wonderful things. Well, that's awesome. And we for sure appreciate it. It's nice to have an actual studio room. We were in someone's house earlier, which we do love them in their house. But and we've been in, in a storage room. room. We've been Back in a storage room, room with yeah. a water heater and a stinky bathroom. Or At least it was a bathroom. We have, uh, you know, and I remember our very humble beginnings. We were uh, in the bu- my buddy's basement, and we had bars on the window. It was awesome. That's where Dungeon Crawlers came from because of that's the bars. That's where it was born. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by lots of uh, nautical stuff. It was weird. Well, and that's, yeah. and that's really the trick, is that for some people, it's very easy to make that jump and mm-hmm. do it out of your garage, out of your back room. But for some people, it's really not. Oh, no, I know. And that's where we want to be able to create a space for people to be able to come in and celebrate the things that they love and, and help to build something yeah. great. So if you haven't ever been here, 
the wonderful thing about Paragon is it's right off the freeway. Easy access. Literally right off the freeway. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to several of our guests that have come in here, and they're like, oh, yeah, I planned extra time because I was expecting to be in some, like, shady part of town that was really hard to find, which, you know, <laughs> you, you do have that with some game stores. They're not... They're not easy, but this is like an ideal location. It's like you're on the, you're off the freeway, you're here, and you're, there it is. Big open windows up front, and there's glass you can see outside. And the best part is, I'm just gonna say this: I have never smelled bo when I've walked in here. It's fair. It's a very valid point. There is that. Well, thank you. you know, it so I don't want to be critical, but when you go to a game store, you know there is that kind of smell. Mm-hmm. You know, I do remember there was another store. Uh, down in Utah County that I would go to, and the store owner literally always had cans of Axe body spray mm-hmm. underneath, and if someone stunk, he would spray them down. Oh, yeah. You know. At least he did something about it. Well, yeah. see, and, and that's, <laughs> that's really true. the trick, is we thought about how were we going to build our better game store. Mm-hmm. We really started from the beginning, because so many places don't start out that way, mm-hmm. and they definitely don't want to end up that way. Yeah. Right. But it's one of those things where unless you start with a good foundation and you really know the space that you're getting into, make sure that you have adequate ventilation, yeah. make sure that there's adequate space for everybody, things like that, you start to run into problems. Right. We call it the sweaty guy in the corner under the flickering light bulb feeling. Yeah. And as we've gone through every aspect of the space, we very consciously brought it back and said, would our wives feel comfortable here? Would our girlfriends feel comfortable here? Would if Dan Farr feel comfortable would here? Would Dan yeah. Farr feel comfortable here? Would he loved it? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, he wouldn't stop talking about it, so that was awesome. Well, and we get and we get celebrities and artists and authors and other people that are coming in yeah. to do special events with us all the time, and so we need to make sure that there's a level of, you know, a, a good level of cleanliness and that mm-hmm. the people that are in our community are actively engaging and helping us yeah. make it better. Well, I, I, you know, and that, way you're saying that, maybe that's why you never see a girl... In a game store. I, I'm not saying it's not possible. Because it smells like a locker room? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. I well, mean, <clears throat> the reason that I usually like to... Tr- mm-hmm. can, can I... Sure, know, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to dance a little bit. Um, the reason I kind of stray away from game stores usually is because it almost feels like you're entering this exclusive club. Yeah. You know, it's like a clubhouse. It's like a guy's clubhouse, really, because they're usually dark. They're usually kind of mm-hmm. just a little dirty, and you're like, oh, wow, I'm entering somebody's clubhouse their bedroom you know kind of kind of feel i have the pat the secret password i'm in but i don't know if i want to be gotcha <laughs> but you don't get but you don't get that here <laughs> well thank you what was that all right do you really want to know no no i don't i'll tell you so then it could be something really naughty or something who knows so then kind oh, of now i have to tell you <laughs> all right all right <laughs> He's, he's stretching and doing push-ups. He's doing push-ups, and we're not sure why. I don't know why. We are on the hour. Okay. <sighs> ridiculous. Gotcha. Well, um, so then we're going to move on while he's doing his push-ups. So, so kind of leading off of that, you know, we talk about a lot of the things that we don't like about other game stores, but I want to ask you guys honestly, what are some of the things that you do enjoy about Paragon City? So we've already talked about lot good mm-hmm. smells, plenty yeah. of light. What are some of the other things that you've noticed that we do exceptionally well or some things that you look forward to us doing? Well, I can, I can say this right off the bat. I have never walked in the store without someone saying, hey, how are you? What can I help you with? Um, there has been several game stores I've gone to and I've walked in. I've walked the entire flank, you know, length of the floor, looked at everything, and not a single person has approached me, asked me how I'm doing, if they can help or anything. I've been there for a good portion of time you know it's not a small store by any means and because of that I've walked out you know it's like all right 
you know, and the person's behind the counter doing whatever, completely ignoring me. So that's one thing you guys definitely do. You know, I've never come in here, even when Thank you. someone hasn't been at the counter, maybe they're sitting down, walking someone through a game or something, or stocking, you know, in the back grabbing stock or something. A head always pops out, or they jump up, and or even if they're sitting down, hey, welcome. So that's a, that's a great thing, you know. Thank the, you. You're wanted. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and it kind of goes with the good smell, but just the cleanliness of the store. I've walked into a ton of them, and there's just clutter everywhere, and just it's like, all right, you know. But every time I walk in here, and it may be the lighting too, but it just feels like a brighter mood. You come in, everything <laughs> looks like pleasing to the eye and everything, so... It's definitely just nice being able to walk into a store and just feeling good immediately. Thank I haven't done anything yet. I, I can definitely uh, I can definitely talk speak for the cleanliness of the floor. I just probably got not close to you. <laughs> hands are still nice and clean. <laughs> well, the good news is we actually just got carpet cleaning done out in the main area. Mm. So we figured we've been here for about six months. It's time to get it in, get it clean, and make sure that it's good to go. See, and I wonder how many other game stores would actually say that. <laughs> would actually well, thank you. do carpet cleaning? Yeah, well, yeah. or just like, yeah, it's been six months, let's do it. I mean, probably six some months. people probably do it maybe every year, every other year, but yeah, like six months, time to do it. Well, yeah. now, now, one of the things that I will say, you've also said very nice and wonderful things. I will put the disclaimer out there. Inevitably, with the hundreds and hundreds of people who come and visit mm-hmm. us every single week, we will miss at least once. Oh, yeah. But it's never intentional. And that's one of the things that, again, we've, we've really tried to think about, again, going back to the whole sweaty guy in the corner, mm-hmm. and light bulb feeling. How do we combat that? It's all of our guys are constantly thinking about how do we make this better? Yeah. We make our guys come through the facility and actually participate in events so that they can bring the feedback back and say, here's what we're doing right, here's what we're doing wrong. And every time that we have missed, we always immediately take it to heart and we mm-hmm. try to do something about it. Well, and the other thing that I've noticed is even with the people that are here that come to play games and that, you know, they're always like, hey, I'm playing Magic, you want to join? And, you know, I don't play Magic, but at least they're wanting someone to play with. And so mm-hmm. it's not them just sitting there looking awkward or something like that. They're actively seeking to see if someone else wants to join. Um, Would you like to hear my theory about that? Sure. Ooh, there's what a is theory. it? Let's hear yes. this theory. So have theory music? I don't have theory music. <laughs> I'll That's find you some. Have I'll find some. So one of the things that we talked about at great length as we were getting ready to start the company is how do we stop people from flipping tables, <laughs> right? People are very passionate about their games, Mm -hmm. and sometimes things go awry. Sometimes random number generation is a thing, and there's just nothing that you can do to succeed. So we said, how do we combat that? And we thought back to what has been our experience as gamers, right? There it is. Thank you. Go on. And um, one of the things that we said was there are so many guys who spend eight hours a day in a call center getting yelled at, getting told they're worthless. They go home to a messy apartment, where you know maybe they have a roommate who doesn't take care of things or a mom who nags them and again they get that told that exact same message you're worthless so the number one thing that we can do as a game store as an active member of the community is to say the opposite message you're worth something you're welcome here and you have talents and abilities that we need and so as part of that one of the things that we actively try to do is as we start to see that somebody's beginning to become regular at the store we try to learn what it is that they enjoy What are they good at? How do they engage with the people around them? And we encourage them to do that. We carve out an actual space in the community. And so because of that, we've identified that there are people who are fantastic at teaching new players how to play, and we help them do that. 
We have people who are fantastic at art or at writing or at music or whatever else, and we try to find places for them to do that. And so that's where you see a lot of our community beginning to engage is because hopefully we're sending the proper message that says anyone who walks through our doors is a hero and we will treat you as such. And that's the expectation. And our community has been amazing in grabbing onto that message and helping other people to experience that as well. That's what awesome. That's what I love about just game, kind of game stores in general too because a lot of the times I didn't feel like I had people that I could play certain games with mm-hmm. and you would never, I mean, you'd ask your friends if no one didn't. I was like, all right, I guess I'm not playing that. But here you can come and meet just other individuals that you never would have met any other place that play the same games as you do and you make new friends that way. And so right. it's just a way cool thing to I have. I mean, one thing that, that, that has changed is the dynamic there because now gaming, you know, board games, card games, role-playing games and that, that's more acceptable now. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, that's a cool thing to do. I mean, now that we have like Vin Diesel standing up saying, I play D&D all the time. I, I fly my gaming group out when you know we're, <laughs> I'm filming. Um, you know, And you have lots of other celebrities that are standing up saying, yeah, I do that too. It's now become kind of acceptable in the norm, mm-hmm. which is nice. Whereas, you know, when I was a kid, it's like D&D was never spoken of. It was like this evil thing. And, you know, and it's just like, so th- that dynamic change, which is really cool because you're now seeing families coming into game stores and playing games. And, I mean, there definitely, there's a lot more game stores than there were when I was a kid. But that's what's really cool is, you know, it's not, not only a place that you can come just to hang out with your friends, but it's also a place that you can bring your kids and play mm-hmm. games with and, and have fun. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's one of the reasons that we do open board game nights on Mondays, right? Anything, it's, it's learn to play anything. If we have it on the shelf, we'll open it up, we'll play it with you. And it's because we believe that although a lot of the social stigma has changed, there's still a lot that we can do to help it get even further. Games are a fantastic thing from a mental perspective, from an emotional perspective. It allows you to process things that are difficult to process anywhere else. You have a problem that you need to solve where all the rules of life are just messy. And you can come and bring it into D&D, or you can come and bring it into Risk, or you can come and bring it into whatever else, and just battle it until it's done and taken care of. And so if we eliminate exactly those stigmas, we create more opportunities for people to be, be able to live better lives. And that's a big thing. You know, game stores have a moral obligation as a member of the entertainment community to be able to assist in passing on the morals of their generation. And they have the moral imperative to be able to allow other people to come in and be their best. And the only way that you do that is by creating an accepting and open and welcoming environment where people can come up and ask the questions and learn how to play new games and where it's a positive thing to be a part of that community. I was about to say when you were saying, you know, uh, where the rules can be messy, I was about to say, hey, you have played a D&D game with Daniel. Yes, yes I have. <laughs> but then you said that it has a resolution, which means you have not played with Daniel. <laughs> he loves that. To be continued. Come back for the next episode mentality. Like, you think everything's wrapped up? It's not. It never is. Well, see, and that's the thing, is, is that's, that's how life is too, right? But what you're doing is you're creating, you're, you're taking all of these abstract things, and you're coming into a game where you can practice being the person that you wish you were, right? Um, for me, I have always played the cool-cut rogue ranger who just sits in the background, snipes everybody off one at a time, always has the cool quip, always has the whatever. And it's because there's a part of me that wants to practice being that, right? And especially now that I'm a game store owner, there are a lot of opportunities for me to interact with other people, but that wasn't always my MO. 
it was traditionally very difficult for me to interact with other people, not because I didn't want to, but just because it was difficult to understand, right? And so games were a great way for me to be able to make that transition. And as I started to talk to the other people that I gamed with, I found that that was always the consistent pattern. And so as we started building this, and this is a project that's been in the works for about a decade, we've been working on it in earnest for about five years, and then finally, you know, six months ago, we opened the store. We have sought to figure out what it is that makes people psychologically tick. How, how do games impact people and turn it into something wonderful? The creativity is a huge aspect of that. The problem solving is a huge aspect of that. Even just the kind of the cerebral, being able to work through a problem and feel, even if you don't have complete resolution, that you did something of, ma of value today. That are, those are all real things and they need to be validated. They need to be a part of that day-to-day -day experience. And games will let you do that. I blew up Daniel with a grenade once in a game. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. Yeah. Just wait. Oh, cool. <laughs> just wait. It's still to be continued. There is a book I'm writing. Oh, no, just kidding. Not again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> no, I mean, it is lots of fun, uh, especially with gaming. It's, it's fun to sit down with your buddies. It's fun to sit down with uh, your kids or your friends to play or even family. And so, I mean, I, that's one really cool thing about gaming is the social aspect. You know, yeah, we can jump on and play video games now, and we can play with people over in Japan, you know, mm -hmm. or, or over in Sweden or, or wherever. But it's there's still, it's not the same as sitting at a table with your buddies and playing a game. There's just this really cool dynamic. And I, we even talked about it, I think, on a show before. Maybe we, we didn't record that show. Or even we talked about the lost art of land gaming. I mean, oh. it, it's gone. When you used to, you know, hook up your computers or even your, X, City yeah, games. No, or even no. your Xbox games, and you used to play like Halo and stuff like that with your buddies, and you would throw pillows, you'd razz each other. That was so much fun. And it's because that social aspect was there. You could razz your buddies. You could give them a hard time. You know, if you're playing, I mean, uh, even if you're playing Monopoly and someone buys, like, Park Place, and you wanted it, and you can just... You know, you can razz them or call them whatever. Throw the table in my family's case. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still having fun. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing. And that's what I think we've kind of lost. But we're kind of moving back towards, which I, I really hope. And Paragon provides a, an option. Because if you can't do it at home, come here. Hang out. You know, and maybe it's a centralized place between you and your buddies. Because I know sometimes that's just, that doesn't work. Where, you know, you don't want to drive clear down to Delta, Utah or... Mm -hmm. or to Wendover, and you can hang out here. Well, you know, and that, that's another great point. It's one of the things, we love it. We've had multiple experiences where people have come in and held LAN parties. You know, we've got a gigabit switch, Ethernet switch, back here in the podcast studio now. For a second, and I thought you meant the Nintendo Switch, and I was about to say, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, that's not yet. Not yet. But, um, you know, people come in, and they, they play LAN games back here all the time. I've joined Diablo 2 and StarCraft and everything else. We have a fantastic time. We've got stadium-style TVs out in our main play area that people will come in and hook up their game consoles. And we even have, you know, guys like tonight is a great example. Thursday nights, we have guys who bring in old CRTs, TVs, and hook up GameCubes and play Super Smash Brothers and things like that. And, and all those things need to be a key part of the community. Um, Do you, you know, need some more CRTs? Because I think I still have two in my garage. Please, bring okay. them in. Yeah, we have we have food. We've got drinks. We have a wall of art that's strictly from people in the community. They've donated it, and it's growing every single day. 
and uh, we've just got all these great opportunities and it comes back again to what Daniel's saying there is, is it's all about that community and that aspect of bringing people back together so thank you for, for hitting that yeah so with that said uh, we're going to be wrapping up because we're out of time but before we do I just want to throw this out so on March 30th the details aren't all fine-tuned yet, but Paragon City Games is doing a charity event on March mm -hmm. 30th that will benefit primary children's. It's going to be a gaming one. I do know so far you've got Larry Korea and Tracy Hickman Yep, all signed up. Um, so there's an opportunity. If you've never gamed with Tracy Hickman, which I got the opportunity to, which is really awesome, or if you haven't been to Killer Breakfast or a, a convention or anything like that, you have an opportunity here. But not only that, you also have an opportunity to to also have Larry Korea as well, which is Mr. Monster Hunter International uh, himself. So the two of them combined together to form the ultimate gauntlet of doom. Yes. You need to come join. You need to check this out. So it's only happening here at Paragon City on March 30th. So stay tuned. Check out their uh, their Facebook page. Yep, Facebook page and website should both be getting the updates over the next They'll couple of weeks. They'll be getting updates for that, and uh, we'll be letting you know what more is going to be happening there. So with that said, we're out of here. It's Morphin' Time. Nailed it. First try.